Is it going? Is it running? Is it is it all happening? I don't know. Fuck it. That's my new song. It's a new original by Ya Boy. Ding dong bang. So loud. Oh my god. Could this be louder? I don't think so. Hello. Hello. What's up? Not much. Let me get a check from you. Oh, check, 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 check. A little no. check, check, check. No, just, just talk normally, dude. What no. do you mean? Just like say like, hey. Have my you ever is- heard a sound check? It's like check one, two, ch- 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 check one, two. Yeah, but then you don't. Two, one, check, check, check. But then you don't speak like that. <laughs> you're like, check, check one, two. And then check. you're like. And then and when you start talking, you're like, okay, so anyway. So, anyways. So it's always a pain in my butt to edit Ooh, you. Yo. My coffee is scorching. Help. Are you back by the ocean? I think I hear it. I never left the ocean, dog. <laughs> I think I'm on the wrong Wi-Fi. Okay, get on the right one. But Wait, but me. is it working? I guess. Did I stay on it. Yeah. Supposedly, we got faster Wi-Fi yesterday. So we'll see. You got the Comcast guys out there to fucking dick around and yeah. pretend like they're doing something. They came, you know what they did is, I guess, whatever the thing is that gives me signal is like in the trees. So they put it higher up in the trees to give me better signal. I was like, okay, all right. What? In the trees? That's what they said. The trees are giving you Wi-Fi? I guess so. No, that's not how internet works. They told me me whatever it is in the trees (laughs) and they put it higher up in the trees. To get better signal. This is what fucking cable guys do. You gotta wait between the hours of yeah. 7 a.m. and mm-hmm. 7 a.m. the next day, <laughs> the entire day, and then they come over and they're like, oh, here's the problem. You didn't unplug it and then replug it back in. You're like, fuck you, man. That's not the problem. And they're like, oh, I know. This is what they do. Like The two guys that came over, fucking Larry and Vern, were like, this bitch, there's nothing we can do for her. So let's just say that we got to put you up in the trees. And they're like, all right, let's go do that because I want to go climb a tree. So they just fucking told you. They were like, this bitch is going to believe that if we fucking say that we got to put shit up in the trees, it's going to work. And it's going to be the exact same service that we had before, but there's nothing we can do. So let's go with the tree story. And that's what happened to you. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like the Comcast guys are like the modern day mechanic where you take it in for an oil change. Like, oh man, the Johnson rods bent. We got to really overhaul the fucking levitation system. And you're like, that. I don't think any of those things exist in my car. And they're like, yeah, it's going to cost $7,000. And then we got to put Wi-Fi in the trees. And then we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you at. That's but what anyway. happened to me. But anyways, uh, it sounds great. It looks great. <sighs> great. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? Okay, good. Want to know here what's going on over here today? Tell me all the things. Okay, so young Nikki got in town. She was supposed to come in yesterday. Nikki Champagne? Nikki Champagne. Mm-hmm. In the flesh. She was supposed to come in yesterday. Calls me on her way to the airport. I got all the way to LAX and I don't have my ID. I got to go back home. I'm going to miss my flight. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. She arrived at like 6.30 this morning. Okay. So as I was getting up... At seven, she was walking in the door and we were outside on the, I have like a back porch and right here, like outside my, you know, in the back of my house. And I like kind of live in the woods and whatnot. And we're on the back porch and we see this adorable baby deer, like hobbling around right behind the house in the woods. 
A doe. And we were like freaking out. A little, no, a doe is a female deer, a fawn. A fawn, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So little Bambi's outside. And so we're like videoing it. We're like obsessing. And then the little baby deer just like crosses the sidewalk and goes and lays down in a bush right outside the house, like right below the back porch. Like I have such a good view of it from the top. I am looking straight down on him just like hiding in this bush or whatever. And he's so cute. We've been watching him all day, but his mommy just left him there. Mm. So we are keeping watch until she comes back. If mommy got killed or like abandoned the little fawn, then you might need to, to rear it. Yeah, um, I got a stall all ready for him. Yeah. We'll put him with the donkeys. He'll think he's a donkey. It's going to be great. We're all donkeys, to be fair. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're doing today is Fawn Watch 21. Oh. Keeping tabs on the little guy. F-dub 2021. It's very fun. Is it a boy or a girl? I just assume he's a boy. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you should go look at his penis. Oh, yeah. He'd love that. Well. Hey, buddy, let me just flip you over real quick. <laughs> let me take a look at the undercarriage. You, yeah. Why don't you have you get, try to give it some food? No. Google says not to do that. Uh, what does Google say to do? So Google says, and I have heard this before, that moms will leave their baby deer like hiding in the bushes like this during the day so that they can go off and find food. Mm-hmm. And that they'll, that says that most of the time they come back within 10 hours before it gets dark. And yeah. that if the mom doesn't come back in like 10 to 14 hours to call the wildlife people or whatever. Are you going to do that? Or are you just going to call the fawn to come into your little barn? Yeah. 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 I'm going to swoop in. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm really hoping the mom comes back for him. I think the mom will come back. That's what I'm hoping. Couldn't have picked a better spot, though. I mean, we've got eyes on the little guy. Like, I can see him perfectly. That's exciting. Do we have a name for him? (gasps) Not yet. What should we call him? Not Burn. Don the Fawn on the Lawn. No, I don't like it. Let's go with Reginald. For a little baby boy deer? Yeah. I was thinking more like Tommy. But then (laughs) then you have to make the life decision if you're going to be Tommy the rest of your life or you're going to move over to Thomas or Tom. And here's the thing. Like, imagine being a Tommy at 37 years old. Like, dude, you're a fucking grown-ass man. Let's drop the E and let's just go with Tom, you know? And then you have to make that life decision because everyone knows you as Tommy, but then you're really, you're an adult. You got to be Tom. You know, it's tough. Reginald, right off the bat, says... I'm going to be important. There will be wars fought. I will lead them and I will win them. You know? Interesting. It's important. You got to Okay. Well, let's leave it up to the wife tears. Okay. Wife tears out there. What should the fawn's name be? Should it be Reginald or should it be Tommy? Tommy. No. Let's be real. If Reginald wins, I'm going to call him Reggie. Yeah. Or Reg. Yeah. I think Reginald's a great name. Well, that's exciting. That's that's very unexpected. I did not know that was happening in I your life. Very exciting over here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to? Should we? Uh, should we? Should we start it, or what do you think? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is it you or is it me? I don't know. 
Bro, do you? I'll just do it. Bros okay. and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy and Tommy. And Reginald, he's going to lead the troops to the victory, and then we're going to call him Reggie later on in life. <laughs> All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love bowl and branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Apparently, we were just looking at, well, Google. That's where we get our news these days, for better or worse. Apparently, uh, like California, Nevada, all those states out west are like having an insane like heat problem. Do you know about this? I've talked to my fiance who says it's 105 degrees in the valley. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is she like worried that she's going to melt or? No, she's living her best <laughs> life laying out, catching a bronze, dude. It's LA. <laughs> Sounds very hot. So yeah. I guess that's going on in the world. Yeah. Is there anything else going on? Uh, oh, well, there was a really exciting announcement this week about you and your career. Career is a, a relative term. I mean, that's kind of what it is. I guess. That's sad that this is my career now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there are worse jobs to have, I I suppose. think you're thriving. You think I'm thriving? Yeah, I don't really know how much I, I'm allowed to say about Well, I guess... ABC and Warner and everything that kind of released the information yesterday about like kind of what's happening in my life. Yeah. So can we talk about what the press release said? <laughs> yeah. Say what the press release said. Okay. Okay. So basically the press release said that you are back yes. as bartender. Yes. And master of ceremonies. Yeah. And something else. What was the third thing? So like games, master of games, master of games. I'm so here's the thing. I'm the master of drinks. I'm the master of ceremonies. Master and, of drinks, and I'm the master of baiters. No, I'm also so there's like a bunch of celebrity hosts. Like David Spade was released. Uh, Titus from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was released. Uh, Little John was re- released. Lance Bass, and then mm-hmm. so everyone's kind of doing like a different hosting gig, and I'm doing one of them as well. And then I'm just kind of like always here. Like, you know, I think that the idea is is that, you know, new celebrities come in kind of every once in a while and I'm just kind of like always around. So I'll just always be like making drinks. But the truth of the matter is, is that rose ceremonies are very late. So anyways, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I fuck this up. Probably will. Whatever. 
I was very nervous, you know, because this is... There's a lot of pressure, on. I feel like, on this situation. There's a lot of people in Bachelor Nation that are very opinionated and they terrify the bejesus out of me. But everyone's been very nice about... Uh, kind of me doing this this like uh master of ceremonies role which just makes me feel good i suppose master of ceremonies is insane i know i just (laughs) what a ridiculous term that they decided to use i know it's hilarious yeah i can't tell you about what's going on i I will say this though Uh, i will say this this is gonna be a good season would you say it's gonna be the most dramatic season ever (laughs) it's hard for me to say because there was a season where we had to stop filming because of the dramatics so um, right so i don't know if it's that caliber but it is pretty it is pretty dramatic um it is crazy it is fun it's like all the things that you we kind of need from paradise and that and there also is like some really beautiful things happening on the beach so and I get a front row seat to all of it. So I'm really excited for, I'm just also excited for like the show to come back and just to be funny and silly and also like serious. But like, I feel like we need that in this time. We're like coming back. People are going out again. Like the world is healing. Paradise is a part of that healing, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. That's all I think I really can say about it. Okay. Contractually. Do we have like a release date for Paradise yet or no? August 16th. Oh, there is one. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And it'll That's be the same great. thing as always been Mondays and Tuesday nights for six weeks. Two hour episodes, Monday and Tuesdays. Yeah. That's a lot of TV. Watch my sisters. Both of them are just blowing me up. Are they both there? I'm working. Yeah, they're both here. Oh. I got a full house. I got Tizzle in the basement. I got Noah upstairs. Jesus Christ. I got baby Tommy in the back. Oh, my God. Reginald? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is Miles there? She's at her house, but... Yeah, so close. So, yeah. Stones throw away. Real quick. Hey, Kirkland Signature, what the fuck don't you make is the question. (laughs) Is there anything that Kirkland doesn't make? I don't know. Is that the Costco brand? Yeah, that they have everything. Do you have a Costco membership? No. I wish Me I neither. did, though. But like, I know, I kind of do, too. I don't know. But like, the problem is like, you can't go into Costco and not drop a G. You know? Like, I know. You can't do it. You're like, oh, my God, it's a fucking 70-inch television for fucking 13 pesos. We got to get it. And then all <laughs> of a sudden... <laughs> Look at this Kirkland brand fucking defibrillator. You don't have a heart problem. Doesn't matter. It's only 17 cents. We must get it. <laughs> but yeah, Kirkland makes everything, bro. Like literally everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? You know what the sad thing is? It's all pretty fucking good. You know? <laughs> I don't know because I don't have a membership. Dude. Like Kirkland vodka? Fucking good. Kirkland wine? What? Fucking good. Kirkland golf clubs are pretty good. And this is coming from a what? golf snob. Dude, like Kirkland everything. Huh. Pretty fucking good. Who is Kirkland? Maybe the fond name should be Kirkland. Kirk. Captain Kirk? Captain Kirk. I kind of like Captain Kirkland. I don't hate it, honestly. <laughs> Add that to the list of options. All right, all right, all right. Okay, we got to talk about the saddest Batch. episode of The Bachelor I have ever seen. Okay. 
let me just tell you guys. I mean, if you guys have been YFT years long enough, you know, I don't cry. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't even like tear up really it, during movies and stuff that people cry in. I was tearing up. Were you? Yeah. I was like thinking, what is wrong with me? I've lost my edge. Yeah. You're getting old. Okay. Hold on. So let's see. Connor's story could have made you tear up. Uh, Hunter's story could have made you tear up. Fucking Katie's story could have made you tear up. And then the guy whose wife died of cancer's story. Could, I'm, I'm going to go with the guy whose wife died of cancer. Is that the story that got you? You know what? Which one actually got me was Katie's. Really? Yeah, Katie's is the one that like had me tearing up, and then Michael's story just sent me over the edge. It was just the most sad episode, but it starts out pretty amazing. Okay, so like they're at the rose ceremony. Trey, for some reason, looks like a waiter. He's dressed in a tuxedo. <laughs> no one else is like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey, first of all, I love Trey because Trey's always like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, what is, you know, he's like the most kind of like no, he reacts the most normally <laughs> to all of it. But he's also looks like a little penguin. So, like, I don't know like how to feel about it because he's like in his little tuxedo. First of all, it seems like Carl's making shit up. So everyone's like, we'll just say who it is and he won't do it. And then he goes into a different room and he starts shadow boxing. What is happening, Carl? <laughs> Why are you shadowboxing? I feel like he had nothing to talk to her about, so he's like, I'm just going to make some shit up, you know? Like, hey, by Well, the there's way. always one, right? There's always one person each season that, like, doesn't have enough personality to, like, yeah. make their own statement, so they start pointing the finger at people just to get attention, and it, it always backfires. Like, guys, when are we going to learn that pointing the finger doesn't ever end well for anyone? There is a chance that there is like this self-fulfilling prophecy that happens with Trey. He said that someone wasn't going to be there for the right reason. Odds are that someone isn't there for the right reasons. If someone comes out to be not there for the right reasons, Trey can be like, that was who I was talking about the entire time. No one even knows. Mm -hmm. you know? Like there, like this kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy that he's going to have. Then he, could either, then he could look like a genius. Not to like jump forward in the episode, but Thomas straight up is like, yeah, I kind of thought I wanted to be The Bachelor. And it's like, whoa, is that what Trey was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I guess so. But even still, like even if what, you ha if what you're saying is true or whatever, someone involved in that kind of drama never wins. The person that wins the, the, at the end, standing there at the end, is never the, a person that was involved in any of this petty drama. Yeah. I remember my sister told me that when I won the show. She was like, never talk about anybody else, like any uh -huh. of the other guys. Because the second you do that, then you're not talking about yourself. You're talking about somebody else, and that means you're going to go home. So I was like, got it. So here's my favorite part of this like rose ceremony thing. So Katie comes out and you know she's like, if you're not fucking here for the right reason, you can get the fuck out. And it's like, okay, every season this happens. She made it her own, and I enjoyed that. But she's like, I'm not talking to fucking anybody because there's someone here for other reasons, you know, like whatever it is. Uh, so she's like, like, every, and so everyone's like, man, I didn't get any time with her. Didn't get any fucking time with her. And the one guy who got a one on one and already has a rose doesn't need any more time gets to go talk to her. Dirt. Mm -hmm. Greg. I love Greg. Dude, I kind of heard some like room rumors oh. about Greg. Can you say what these rumors are? So I think that there is a thought that maybe Greg is an actor. Oh, I think I did see that somewhere. Uh, because he went to like a really nice acting school. <laughs> mm. So, mm -hmm. so not a great look. <laughs> 
<laughs> what proof do you have that he's an actor? Well, he went to Juilliard, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so I mean, that, that's too bad because that calls into question. Were those like real tears or like, are you a good mm-hmm. actor? You know, I don't know. Like, like the, here's the thing. Like Sarah can make herself cry like on, co- it's a amazing yeah. thing. On command, she can make herself cry. That's crazy. Not to say that Greg's as good of an actor as Sarah is, but it makes you question some things, you know? Uh-huh. So anyways, Dirt Greg gets to go fucking talk to her, even though no one else does, which is amazing. Can we just take one moment quickly before we get off the train of outfits? Katie's green dress. Yeah. I think it's my favorite bachelorette dress I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I'll tell Carrie Did you love stylist. it or no? Yeah, I think she looks. I think she looks great always. To be honest with you, Katie, I think looks the best when she's dressed down, though, like jeans and a t-shirt. She's like a jeans and a t-shirt oh, girl. Sure. Uh, but I just love that. Like the green dress was a very bold choice, and I really liked it. All right, I don't know fashion, but yeah, I think she always looks good. I'm here for it. So then we go to rose ceremony. Like so, this no one's ever done this. I don't think I've watched the show for a while. Like no one's ever done this. But my boy Virgin Mike gets his rose. And then is like, I'm going to speak for everybody here. We think Carl's full of shit. <laughs> and everyone's like, yep. <laughs> and that's why it worked. Because everybody was going like this. You yep. know, like nodding. Like, yes, we are in agreement. We're on board with this. You know what I mean? Like, if everybody had stood there and been like, what the fuck's he talking about? It would have backfired so bad. Yeah. Whoa, you could do that? What a good call. Because, you know, if you're making the show, you want Carl to stay there. You know, like you want to squeeze every last drop of juice out of this guy. Mike coming in there being like, just so you know, hey, thanks for the rose. Just so you know, uh, we all think he's a fucking liar. And like he's got no real, real way to like respond <laughs> to it. And everyone's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's like, she, had, she was like, for, he like for, forced her hand. It was kind of beautiful. Yeah, so, dude, totally. I, I love Verge Mike, dude. I like Verge <laughs> I like him. <laughs> you know? I actually like him too. I think he's great. He's got a lot of character, and you know, I think he was like a professional baseball player, or like played in college, and he's a fucking mm. kind of a badass. Here's my favorite thing about Nick Vial. Uh, <laughs> they could not have picked for this specific date yeah. of like feelings and all. like it just kills me that they picked Nick for yeah. this date. It would have made more sense if they had brought in like Ben Higgins, who's a softy. No, I so I disagree. I think Nick was built for this role. Like, holy what? crap, it was beautiful. He didn't do much. Nick didn't. Well, I think he did a lot, and they cut a lot out of it, and that's too bad. But like, sorry, Nick, welcome to fucking coming on and guesting on these shows. Those cuts you out. Yeah. But I guess how he did it was he was like, hey, listen, you know, I have a podcast, which, by the way, Vile Files is a great podcast. You just listen to it. He was like, you know, a lot of people's exes have been DMing me and telling me some dirty secrets about you guys. And so I've handpicked the people who have DMed me and I don't want to say who said what. I just want to give you the opportunity to come clean. Thing. So that's how he got them all to fucking just because oh. you know if you didn't think anyone had anything on you'd be like yeah you know you know you'd kind of do that bullshit job interview thing like yeah my biggest fault is I care too much you know like you'd have done something like that. Well, I was, I was shocked that everybody was so open. Like I just couldn't believe that that was the 
direction the date went. So do do you think Katie knew that Nick had that dirt on them, or did he say that without her in the room, or I think we don't know. I think he said that, but I think that everyone knew except for the guys that it wasn't true. I don't think anyone he didn't have any dirt on anybody. I don't think. Oh, he made it up. Yes. <laughs> Oh. I think I think that's what happened. I don't want I I cannot confirm nor deny, but that was the kind of the gist that I heard was that like he was threatening that he had dirt on them. And I and I gotta be honest with you, like Nick is really good at hard conversations. Like they would never ask me to do something like that because it's really hard for me to be serious. Even though actually they're asking mm-hmm. me to do that now, and it's actually quite difficult you know like you need to be serious this is serious this is a rose ceremony like fuck okay here we go i feel like he got a lot out of them and it just looked like a fucking interrogation (laughs) i know someone should have been there like smoking a cigarette like we know you did it now you know we got cameras on you guys but i gotta say the hunter story that one got me when he was like, you know, mm-hmm. I was married. You know, I really wanted to like make this life for my family, and so I was working really hard. And in doing so, I I lost track of what's important. And I feel like that's a very very relatable story. Mm-hmm. He started crying, and I was like, this fucking guy. I love this guy. Like so honest and everything. So I like that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him too. Thomas just doesn't shut the fuck up. Like just no, I know. Just keeps going. He kind of does. Like, ha- like, um, what's his face? Kept calling him like a sociopath. He yeah. kind of does look like one. He looks like Josh Murray. And I don't know if you remember Josh Murray, but uh... also a borderline sociopath. <laughs> borderline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm no psychiatrist, but. <laughs> It was creepy because he was like smiling and but like telling her fucked up things like, you know, such a freak. Yeah, it was kind of weird. He was like, yeah, you know, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I kind of want to be the bachelor. (laughs) It was like, how are you saying this with a smile on your face? You fucking weirdo. What's happening here? It's weird. Yeah. Kind of beautiful. Yeah. He weirds me out. He he definitely gives me the creeps. I'm sorry. Even if. Your intention was to come on here and be The Bachelor. Don't ever say it. I know. Think of one other thing you can come clean about. Yeah. Besides that. Just, you can't ever come back from that. I know. But the truth of the matter is, is that, like, the more that I thought about it and, like, sat with it, like, he is actually being the most honest out of and everybody. For sure. Yeah. Like, they're, they're all thinking that. I know. But you just can't come back from it. No, you can't. Well, it looked like he kind of did, though. Like, it didn't seem like she was that, like... Well, and when he when he comes to her the second time, you know, like, yeah. his first chat with her, it was like, oh, I kind of feel like she's kind of seeing this for what it is, and it, like, tends... It seemed to end awkwardly, and then when... He, but then when he comes back the second time, when he starts talking, I felt like the look on Katie's face was, I'm seeing through your bullshit, and I'm not having it. But then at the end, somehow... He fools her, and she's like, she's like, back pulled back in. I know. Ugh, I hate guys like that. Dude, she's digmatized. He's too tall. Yeah, that's a problem. I guys know. are tall; they just digmatize. It's, it's so true. It's because their dick is closer to their 
the girl's face than it normally is, you know? So it's like, it's. The, I don't think that's it, I but. I think that's sure. it. The magnetism of the dick is digmatizing closer uh, to their brain, and that's what happens. It's a oh fact. My God. It's science. Obviously, Katie's story. Katie's story, sadly enough, is like not a unique story in this country or in this no. world, you know? I, I know a lot of people who have gone through that. Mm-hmm. And it, it does break my heart, and I'm really glad that she she talked about it because I think one of the problems with that story is that people have a hard time. I don't think I know they have a hard time admitting that, mm-hmm. and you know, telling people about it and trying to like get help. And so, I think that was like a really good moment for the show. I think it was probably also really cathartic for her to get that out on like such a big mm-hmm. platform, you know. But also, like, is someone going to jail now? Uh, I know. Can we? Who is this guy? And like, I know. Is there a statue of limitations? Uh, can we go fucking get him in trouble? That was uh, sad, but like a really good part of the episode. But like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this I know. episode. Oh, it was very heavy. And then you have Connor's story. Where it's like, Connor, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that you ever were like raging party animal blacking out doing drugs like you seem like the sweetest guy like i'm surprised you even like have like know what drugs are i don't like him you don't i love him he's the best i don't get it i just he gives me the creeps he gives me the creeps way more than the other freak than thomas (laughs) yes he's got evan vibes he's just like as a sweetie it's different than evan evan was just like a dork you That's know like Connor's a dork no this guy gives me the creeps he's a weirdo all right well i like him but his story was sad and good like he did a good, good job he's good at talking i will say that so then we go through yeah. all of that and i'm like i don't know i was like i don't know if i can take anymore like, this is like <laughs> a really hard episode and then your boy michael comes in with the fucking suplex gravedigger style death move of was married we had kids and then my wife got cancer and passed away and i'm like geez okay i'm out i can't do this episode anymore what's next it's such a sad episode it was sad but you know what ending it well not ending it but you know what i mean like having michael's date after you know all the guys in their confessional thing the way michael like it was sad and obviously there were tears he just said all the right things and not in in like a premeditated way at all but just the way he's so like hopeful you know for finding a second love and i don't know like he he just said everything right it would be really hard i think katie said in that situation to feel like oh well i'll never measure up to like this great love that he had you know like how do you compare how do you compete with a woman like that that he obviously like loved so much Mm -hmm. so it's like it was it's like risky for you know in a way for him to like be so open and like say all of that but like the way he went about it was so good like he said everything right to 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 where like he he did everything he could to make Katie feel like she shouldn't be intimidated by that like he he is like ready to try to love again and he the way his outlook is about like oh i get to have two great loves like that's the way i'm trying to look at it like he just said everything right i was just obsessed with it also he gave a great ass grab when they were making out on the side of that like off roading vehicle. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see him with the ass grab? Oh, I saw the ass grab. It oh. was. I was like, get it, Michael. Your boy doesn't miss ass grabs. All right. I'm an ass grab connoisseur. All right. And if it I was see, a nice, I, I was like, you get it. If I see, if I smell an ass grab from a mile away, I'm fucking <laughs> there. All right. 
<laughs> what an episode. Episode three of, of The Bachelorette just seems so. I'm loving all these outdoorsy dates. This is like my, as far as like the dates go, this is one of my favorite seasons there is. Like, I'm loving this. You're loving the dirt dates. Loving the dirt dates. Um, I do have one question though. Yeah. So, in after the group date, after the confessional, when they're on there in the little cocktail party or whatever, whose jacket is she wearing? I don't know. Did you catch that? Like, she walks in with a dude's jacket on. Yeah, I don't know. And you never see her take it from anyone. I'm like, whose jacket are you wearing? Probably Dirk Greg's. Cause like, do you think the guy? But I think man, he wasn't there. I know, but like, I I think I saw some spoiler where it was like, look, she's wearing a bracelet that also Dirk Greg was wearing, and it's like, oh, Dirk Greg's just like giving her trinkets and fucking tokens and acting lessons. I just can't believe none of the guys, or at least they didn't show it, commented on like, who the fuck's jacket is she wearing? Yeah. Who knows? It's clearly a men's jacket, you know, like some dudes. It's very much larger than her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good season, I got to say. Like they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing the things. Yeah, they are. Who's your front runner? I don't know. I do I mean, I think Greg's a front runner for sure as much as I hate it. I think Connor is a front runner. I'm still waiting for Blake to come in hot and never and mess everything up. Blake from Claire season. Blake I just Moines? TB, is it Yeah, Blake TBD Moines? on that. Yeah. And then the other guy I really like, oh, Andrew. Mm. Apparently there's two. Andrew S. He's a little young. He's only 26, according to this uh, website. But he he's the guy that played pro football, or maybe still does. I'm not sure. And he is just so sweet. Okay. He's adorable. You like a I lot of him. dudes. Kinda. Aaron, I do like Aaron. Aaron's young too. How old's Katie? I think she just turned 30. Oh, so she's kinda young. Aaron's 26 too. Yeah. <clears throat> I like Aaron. I don't know. And you know what? Hunter, he's sweet. He's not really my type, but like, he's cute. Oh, you know who else I kinda like? Is Brendan the firefighter. Okay. I think I just first of all he's Canadian. Shout out, love a Canadian, and he and I kind of love a firefighter. Brandy just named just everyone on the show. Remember, ex- remember the one time that you tried to be a firefighter on television and it didn't go so well. Yeah, but look at me now, baby. <laughs> hey, okay, I think that's enough bachelor. Okay. Brandy's just naming people, uh, and also I'm Larry just- and Curly. No, and there's Mo no Larry and Reginald and. Fucking no, Kirkland. I love all of them. They're all so cute. That's enough Bachelor. Excited for next week. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. You got some fave things, bro? Or what? Bro. Bro. We had not one, but two season finales this week. What else? Of my top two favorite shows right now. Oh my god, Grey's Anatomy and No. The Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, what a season, uh, season finale it was. Like, holy shit. June Osborne goes hard in the paint. Okay, guys, if you haven't watched the finale, I need you to fast forward just 30 quick seconds because mm-hmm. I got to say, I knew she was going to do something crazy. You know, when she sits there and she says, I want to see him on the fucking wall, you're like, holy shit. Like, she ain't letting this go. Something's going down. And so she, like, takes him to the woods and and I and once you get to the woods, like you're like, okay, I know it's happening. But when Nick walks up, I'm like, fuck yes, this is the finale I needed. I mean, it 
was everything. However, if there is not another season, I'm going to be very upset because there's still a lot of things I need answers about. That's all I'm going to say. Totally. I totally. Damn, when she walks up and kisses Nick, I'm like, fuck oh, yeah. Man, you're like, get it. Get it, Nick. Get, it. get that butt grab. Yeah. It was good. Okay, so we had that finale and it was amazing. Okay. And then, although oh, finales are so hard because you're like, it's so good, but now it's over. So that has to come back. Um, and then we had the Cruel Summer finale. Oh, yeah. So you're still and on that. I'm still on it because you know what? For a minute there, it was losing me and it got a little boring. But these last two episodes, they finally start showing what happened to Kate in the basement. Like, so, okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. If you're still watching Cruel Summer, fast forward 30 seconds again. So they finally started to show and, and I, and you kind of like, you you have a feeling that he didn't just kidnap her. So it starts out, she takes her little hoe ass over there mm-hmm. and and like and clearly like likes the principal, you know? I mean, he's young and cute. It's like whatever. So she goes over there voluntarily, starts having a secret relationship with him where it's like she's there by choice. But then all of a sudden, after being in a house for two months or however long it is, and she wants to leave, that's when it turns bad. And he's like, (laughs) you ain't leaving, locks her in the basement. So you start finally getting to see what goes on in the basement and what happened there. But there, like the way it ends is so crazy, like I don't even want to tell you. I really think you need to watch it. Like it, the last episode is so good. It's like, bam, this happens, and you're like shocked, and then bam, and something else happens, and you're just shocked, and then it's just over, and you're like, damn. <laughs> it was really good. Hi, cruel summer. Got to be a season two. Has to be. I don't know, man. They're canceling shows left and right, Will and Nilly. <gasps> you know they canceled Manifest. I know. And then I saw that Ugh. it was like number one on Netflix. So, so here's what I think is going to happen is yeah. I think Netflix is going to pick it up because they do that sometimes. Like when the network cancels a show, sometimes Netflix will pick it up and keep it going. They did that with Designated, designated Survivor. My thought is like, what are you going to put in that's going to replace like the popularity of that show? I just don't see it. That show was popular, I feel like. I think if it's number one on Netflix, like Netflix would be stupid not to at least do one more season of it. Yeah, but you know what else was number one on Netflix? Jupiter's Legacy, and they fucking That's got true. rid of that, and I love that show. Yeah. Can you start it? true. You know what show I'm really excited about? What's that? Did I mention this last week, F-Boy Island? Oh, yeah. You know who's making that show, right? Elon Gale. Yeah. And one of the producers from Love is Blind, right? Well, to be honest, with you, I don't know. But one of my favorite producers from The Bachelor is this guy named Bill Dixon, who's like a close friend of mine. He was always like one of my producers, and we would just do funny shit together in paradise. And he's producing it. And then Alon is also like was my other producer, and we'd always do really funny shit. That's going to be a really funny show. My only complaint is that like I heard about this show long ago, and I was always like, you better fucking bring me in for this, motherfucker. Ooh. But it's fine. I mean, And they brought in Nikki Glazer. Yeah, and I love Nikki, and so like, and I get yeah. it. You can't bring in a fuckboy to host a show called Fuckboy Island. Like, I get that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Touche. Uh, but yeah, that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Real good. Yeah. The, the premise, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the premise is they're bringing in a group of guys and like half of them are fuck boys, like guys yeah. that come out and say like, yeah, I'm a fuck boy. And then half of them are guys that say they're nice guys, right? Yeah, I think so. And then like four girls or something date the, the group 
and then you see like who comes out on top, the fuck boys or the or the nice guys. Yeah, it's I. I mean, I really don't even know. I remember like drunkenly hearing this concept and being like, I just like the name. I. <laughs> it's so good, so good. And then I also saw that new episodes of Too Hot to Handle are coming up. Oh really? Season two of Too Hot to Handle is coming out June twenty third. Is that Wednesday? Sure is. Today, baby. Fuck yes. I know. I loved that show. I finished the book Project Hail Mary. And? It's beautiful. It's an amazing fucking book. I loved every second of it. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's got to be a freaking movie. Actually, it would be better if it's a show. Anyways, Project Hail Mary, fan-fucking-tastic. Go read it right now before they make it into a movie. I tell you that to tell you this. I started a new book. This one's got Brandy written all over it. Love that for me. It's called <laughs> It's called The Last Thing He Told Me. Ooh. By Laura Dave. Ooh. A number one New York Times bestseller. Ooh. And it's also on Reese Witherspoon's book club, which means <laughs> it will be a show on HBO very soon. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, where the crawdad sings, like I uh, want a beautiful book that I absolutely loved. I read. I think we talked about maybe like two years ago or last year. I saw that she started production on that, and I was just like, "Hell yeah, that's gonna be a great one." Did you ever read that book? No, I didn't. I need to. To you should read that one before it becomes a show because it's, yeah. it's just a really, really good book. Anyways, the last thing he told me by Laura Dave before Owen Michaels disappears, he smuggles a note to his beloved wife. Of one year. Protect her. Despite her confusion and fear, Hannah Hall knows exactly whom the note refers. Owen's 16-year-old daughter, Bailey. Bailey, who lost her mother tragically as a child. Bailey, who wants absolutely nothing to do with her new stepmother. As Hannah's increasingly desperate calls to Owen goes unanswered, the FBI arrests Owen's boss. As a U.S. Marshal and federal agents arrive at her Sausalita home, the last thing he told me. This is like the most Brandy book. It's like mystery. <laughs> like, is the guy an asshole? You're not sure. It's like female driven. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm into it. I'm. I'm. It's very early in. Basically, starts out with she's in a good marriage with this guy who's got a daughter. The daughter doesn't really like the new stepmom shocker. One day, someone drops off a note, and it just says protector and she's like what the fuck does this mean and then she realizes he's talking about the daughter and then the daughter goes to like whatever band practice comes back and in her locker was a duffel bag full of six hundred thousand dollars and she's like what the fuck is going on and then like her best friend you know uh works at like the newspaper and knew the story was leaking and so she's in like it's just like what's going on the fbi is getting involved it was like he worked for this like tech startup they were embezzling a bunch of money kind of enron style and now he's fucking on the lamb anyways good shit the last thing you told check it out baby all right yeah i'm embarrassed to say but i have been the truth of the matter is that I have been working a lot and not sleeping a lot. So, like, I haven't really been... That's it. That's all I got for you. Okay. I have music, but... Well, that's good. There is a show that just came out that I'm very excited to start. Mm-hmm. It's an Apple TV Plus show. Ooh, love those. Love those. Okay, 
I, I don't know how to say her last name. Rose McGowan. No. Bern? Burn? Burn. Rose Burn. Burn. Rose Burn. She's like British or something? Yeah. So she's got a new show. It's called Physical. Just came out. Here's the little synopsis. Sheila Rubin is a quietly tormented housewife in 80s San Diego. Behind closed doors, she battles extreme personal demons and a vicious inner voice. But things change when she discovers aerobics, sparking a joy towards empowerment and success. So it's set in the 80s, which is love a, love a period piece, you know? Yeah. Uh, I haven't started it yet. It looks like there's four episodes. Oh, no, there's three episodes out, and then they're going to release new ones every Friday for the rest of the season. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to start that tonight. Rose Byrne's awesome. She's awesome. I think she's married or like she's just in a relationship, whatever, with uh, Bobby Cannavale. Uh-huh. She's like fucking awesome. And I remember I once saw him in a New York baggage claim, and I was like, oh, my God, there's Bobby <laughs> Cannavale. But I didn't talk to him. But like one of my favorite Rose Byrne thing is like, I don't know if you, did you ever see Get Him to the Greek? Yes. Love. She's the ex-girlfriend of of the main character. What's his name? Fuck. Wow. He was with Katy Perry for so long. Yeah. He's a comic. Fuck. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Yeah. Russell Brand. But she's also like a pop star. And like, there's this one scene where like they're watching her music video and it's like, I'm talking about my butthole. It's like, won't you put it in my butthole? It's just a pop song. I don't know. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. This has been a while. Uh, let me see if I can find that because I just want to play it. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. She, I love her, though. She was also in, in all the X-Men's. Are you kidding? She was genius in Bridesmaids, but. Yeah. Here it is. Ring Around My Rosie is the name of the fucking song. <laughs> I want to get to the part where she's I can't hear it. Talking about my asshole. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, it's not right. But. Other Rose Byrne movies that mm-hmm. you should watch if you haven't. On the serious side, she was in a movie called This Is Where I Leave You. Have you seen that? Yes. So good. Stacked cast. Must watch. And then also, complete throwback, but what a gem. Wicker Park. Loved that movie when oh, I was young. Oh, God. Loved it. Oh, God. What a classic. Every, like, 30-something emo girl loved Wicker Park. I loved it. Yeah. What about some tunage? You got some musics? You know what? I was listening to New Music Friday on the drive home today, and I was not that impressed. I heard one thing that I was really into today. The Killers. Mm Mm-hmm. Have a new song. The Bruce Springsteen thing? Yeah, with Bruce with the boss. It's good, yeah. It's not a new song, though, is it? I don't know. It says two days ago, so... Yeah, I think, well, I think they just re-released it with Bruce Springsteen, I think. Well, anyways, I'm giving it a fucking play. It's called Dustland, which is basically where Katie's filming her uh, season of The Bachelorette, because it's Dirtland. So the devil wrapped up his hand He's getting ready for the showdown so the minute that I turned away, I got my money on the pole tonight. A change came in disguise of revelation. I set his soul on fire. She said she always knew he'd come around. 
Both those motherfuckers can write some power ballads, dude. Very true. The song I was thinking, do you remember the band, the Veronicas, those two sisters? Yeah. They have a new song. Stop it. Called Goodbye. Classic Veronicas. I always liked them. And I know, and I know, you and me, we can start a fire Get too close, you burn my self-control And I don't want to get to the point that I just can't fight it So goodbye to you Goodbye, 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 Gotta say goodbye to you I like it. Right? It's a it's a vibe. Yeah. It's a nice like girl anthem. I'm here for it. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, Patreon questions. Jenny B wants to know your thoughts on Cruel Summer and the finale. You kind of went over that, so we're good there. You're good. Kardashian Blink One Eighty Two question: Do I think that? Do you think that Courtney and Travis are going to crash and burn? Literally, no one said no. They're soulmates. Everyone said yes. <laughs> Not shocked. Oh, it's official. We've gone through all the erotic grandpa Patreon members. Wow. So if you didn't hear your shout out, DM us on Patreon. But we've kept track, so don't try to pull one over on us, motherfuckers. You know what that means? We just need more people to sign up. If you want Vern to serenade you on YFT, you need to become a tier two Patreon member. And then you also get a mug yeah. and you get access to our live monthly YFTs that are only available to Patreon members. Yeah. So do it. I feel like we need to go out on talking about my SO. I knew you were going to do that. Did you? Uh-huh. Did you know? I did. There's now a search on my history that says get him to the Greek butthole song. That's insane. So, how are you guys doing? <laughs> All right, Brandi. Uh, eventually, I'm going to be back in the United States. I hope. When? I don't know. Uh, end of the month. At least I will, in July, I will be back. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, but good luck to Reginald. I'll let him know. Or Kirkland or Tommy. Um, all right. YFT years, uh, we love you and we will see you later. Love ya. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.